Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. <laughs> this might be a slightly different um, podcast this evening. Um, we don't normally record at half past eight on a Friday night, but, um, you know, let's bring the changes. Why not? Really? We've had such a full on week. You've been absolutely manic. I'm just back from La France. Oh, how was it? Yeah, do you know what? I feel like I should start this podcast by saying, well, firstly, let's say hello, because we did a podcast on Tuesday with the most amazing woman, Jules Oliver, came on. She came on to discuss um, her life in lockdown, and she talked about Jamie, and then she very openly talked about the fact that she's had five miscarriages, and one was only three weeks ago, so during lockdown. So we just want to start off by saying a massive thank you to Jules for being so incredibly brave. And discuss yeah. it because people yeah people talk about it the way she did. No, exactly, and um, yeah, she, I mean, she spoke spoke about it so openly, so honestly, and it was only a few weeks ago, and you know, I'm sure there'd be lots of people who might be listening to this who've who've gone through that, you know, recently or not so recently, and um, I think as horrible it is to hear that other people are going through. A, through it sometimes you can take comfort in it and it's nice to hear other people talking about their experiences and that's something that we really try to do on Made by Mamas is share everything the good the bad the absolutely awful and the brilliant so yeah yeah, agreed yeah that's what we try to do here agreed and I love I love that she felt I think that's what we're trying to do isn't it it's kind of normalize everything that you go through as a parent and as and as a woman yeah. and as a mother and I think one of one of those things you know very sadly is miscarriage and the fact that she came out and I, I almost feel like she she was there to kind of discuss it you know it felt like yeah so comfortable and that and that that made me so happy because made us both so happy didn't it in a way that she felt that she could talk about it and that's what we want to do we want to have all of those conversations so yeah a massive you know massive high tens to, to Jules for coming on and hello to anybody that's new listening to us um we are Zoe and Georgia and we are uh, yeah. trying to kind of normalize all of those conversations so it's really great to have you on board we are discussing travel today yeah exactly and do go back and have a listen um to the other episode that we did with Jules which was on travel a few years ago yeah. and do like 
follow us on Instagram at, ba- at Made by Mamas if you don't already. Um, but yeah, so Zoe's just been to France this week, and I'm really excited to find out how it was, how the whole traveling experience was, the airport, and just how your you know your time away was really. Yeah, I guess I, I kind of want to start off by saying that um, I actually took a little bit of heat when I was away from people on Instagram that didn't agree with the fact that I was traveling. Now, I just want to start off the podcast by saying it's absolutely your choice whether you feel you want to get on a plane and travel with your children. Some people are going to want to stay in the UK. Some people will feel that um, you know they, they want to go further afield. They want to go to Europe. They want to go and see relatives wherever they are. And that is absolutely your choice. So whatever yeah, exactly. you to do, Georgia and I are not here to judge you. I actually got quite a lot of judgment um, whilst I was away, you know, t- calling me an irresponsible mother. Some people saying that they were going to unsubscribe, not follow me any longer. How could I do it? Da, 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 da. It is my choice as a mother and, um, and, as a, and as a person. And the air bridge was in place. We went to stay with friends. We made the decision. We feel that we had the virus back at the beginning of March. So we felt, yeah, yeah it was safe for us to do it. And um, yeah, I kind of think it's up to you. Loads of people, now the air bridge has been put into place. Loads of people are, have messaged saying, we're going away in August. We're going away in a couple of weeks. Yeah. How was it? And that, you know, that's fine too. <laughs> Exactly. No, do you know what I was going to say that? I think it's important for you to say that you guys had the virus, you know, very, very, very likely back in um, March. Yep. And also that, you know, we're all adults and we all need to make our own decisions. Like, unfortunately, the decision's been taken from my family's hands. My husband's back to work and if we won't be getting, mm. well, he won't be getting time off until next year. So um, as to whether we would have travelled abroad, I'm not sure. Like, I don't really know. I haven't thought enough into it. Um, but you know, we're all, you know, we're all free to make our own minds up and that, you know, that's, that's how it is, isn't it really? That's so, exactly how it is. So we asked you guys, yeah. <laughs> we asked you guys to ask the questions because we thought it would be quite interesting. Loads of, loads of messages have come in about travel, um, and about, and, and uh, like, it was definitely stressful in parts, but it was so worth it because when we got there, it was like we climbed a mountain and we were like, yes, <laughs> we've made it. <laughs> and we had the best five days. I mean, the kids absolutely loved it. We were on the beach, in the water, staying with our mates. We, you know, we didn't do anything like go to restaurants or do things like that, but we just, we stayed with friends. We took the kids to, a, to the beach. We took them to the waterfall. And then the rest of the time, we just chilled at the pool at our friend's house. And it was, really, nice. it was really lovely. Like I've got a massive seven weeks of work ahead of me. So I, I grabbed the opportunity yeah you needed it and sometimes you need a change of scenery don't you so absolutely do you remember the first time you took Luna on holiday well yeah it was um it was um Dubai and she Dubai yeah it was Dubai she was five five months old and when we got to the airport we realized that Doza's Passport. Oh my god, I remember oh this. <laughs> was not out of date, but basically he needed to have six months on his passport. And I think his passport ran out in three months. And when we got there, they were like, I'm sorry, but your husband can't travel. And we were like, What? And it was I remember horrendous. this. And Dozer had to take Isla back to London to get the passport sorted. And I had to take Luna on the plane by myself. That, yeah, that was I my remember first this. experience from traveling with a baby. And I was like, no, no, this cannot be happening. But actually, it was fine. I always think with these things that the, the flight is worse than you think it's going to be. You know, Definitely. I think the worst thing is going to happen that, the, you know, your child's going to scream the entire flight that you haven't got enough of this and enough of that. But actually, it, it, it ne- it's, it's never. I mean, it, look, look, it is a horrendous experience, but it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. 
No, it's not. And all is forgotten so quickly. Like, I remember we took Axel, um, we took Axel to Mykonos when he was 10 months old. So it wasn't as long of a flight. It was only four hours and it was fine. But we found when we got there, I think we might have got there like in the afternoon or something. And it was the evening that there was the sort of awkward bit because we'd been so stuck in this routine for 10 months that when we got there, we were like, right, it's seven o'clock. Okay, let's put him to bed. Yeah. So we put him to we put him to bed in our hotel room and sat in the dark. And then we were like, right, what are we going to do now then? Because we were sat in the dark. And so we actually sat and ate room service in a hotel room in, in the, the pitch black. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and after that night, we were like, right, okay, like, we, you know, we can't do this for the next 10 days. Like something, something's got to change here. And um, yeah, I just re- I re- I really remember us sitting there being like, oh, okay, so is this what holidays are now? Like we just sit in a dark hotel room like and eating spaghetti bolognese in the pitch black. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's so, it always seems so much more daunting than it actually is. And you always have to sort of go over those weird hurdles and yeah. find your own way before you can really start enjoying holidays again. I think, I think as well that I think you need to be prepared and we'll talk about stuff that you can bring on the plane to kind of get yourself kind of set up. I think you can't go into it, especially if you've got a long haul flight, you cannot go into it being like, oh, well, I'll just wing the flight. You need to be. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm ready to go. And those are kind of like essentials that you need on the flight. And then when I think when you get to holiday, when you, when you get on your holiday, you kind of have to let all the routine go out the window slightly and just relax. Yeah. Agreed. If you don't put baby to bed at seven o'clock and if, you know, baby sleeps in the travel buggy or whatever you've got with you kind of next to you in the restaurant or when you're having a drink outside, that's absolutely fine. If you have to do a little bit of rocking sleep at 10 o'clock, you know, when you transfer the baby from from travel buggy into the cot, then that's absolutely fine as well. Like I do, I, I think, I think that is, you know, being free and having those like the no rules stuff on holiday, I think it's really important. Yeah, I, I one thing that I really like think is a good sort of thing to look into before you go away is more the daytime. It's like what you're going to be doing in the daytime. Like I always think if you can find, you know, if you're staying in a hotel, a hotel that's got a sunny balcony, for instance. So when they have a nap, you can sit on the balcony in peace. That's that's such a nice thing. And it makes such a difference to have a couple of hours just on your own. Or, you know, if you're staying somewhere that's, you know, got a villa or whatever, that's also really nice because at least you can have that. It's just that downtime, isn't it? Otherwise, I think if you stay in a hotel where you might not have your own space away from the bedroom, it can feel quite all consuming because all of your awake hours are with the kids. Like that's. That's the only thing. That's the one thing that I now look for, which I haven't always. Like when you know, when we went to Mykonos, I never ever thought of that. Yes, and you know what, Dodger and I made that mistake at Christmas when we went out to Kenya to see my mum because my mum lives abroad. So we decided to take the family out, and then we were all in one room, which you know what is fine, but yeah. Um, it was pretty savage in terms of like getting the kids to bed. There was no space for us to go to. So when the kids went to bed, we all basically had to go to bed with them. And yeah. you know, it, if you can get, like Georgia said, if you can get a balcony that's got a bit of sun on it, or you can kind of be a bit more flexible with, you know, letting the babies cry a little bit and then stepping out onto your balcony and just kind of shutting the door. I mean, it, 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 you kind of do what you, what you need to do to get through. But I think if you can put those things 
um, and get those things kind of sorted, then your trip is a bit easier. And like, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to talk you through what happened on the flight. Should we go through the questions? Um, Here we go. Do you keep to bedtime routines? I mean, I think the answer, Sarah, hello to you, is definitely not. Um, we're very flexible when we went away. Like the kids were going to bed at kind of 8, 8.30. We were trying to put Kit to bed at around 7, 7.30. So maybe kind of half an hour later than he would normally do. But again, I think if they're having a good time and we were staying with friends, so it was a lot easier. I actually think staying with friends or staying in a villa is easier than staying in a hotel, personally. Yeah, see, I always like debate that in my head because... What I think about going to stay in a villa is I don't want to be doing the same things that I'm doing at home, just in another country. You know, like cooking, cooking the breakfast, (laughs) clearing up, doing all of that. I like that about a hotel, that you don't have to do all those things. Mm. Um, I mean, I can't really decide what's best, to be honest. But um, It's a different holiday. Yeah, it's just something to think about. If you can get... When we went to Bali with Axel, it's you know quite the hotels are pretty reasonable there and so you can get hotel rooms with their own swimming pools um for what you'd pay for it all right yeah but but for what no 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 but you know like what you'd pay for a normal hotel room somewhere in europe you can get like things like that and that makes such a difference whereas you've sort of got the villa feel but then you've got the (laughs) hotel service i think that is like the best possible scenario the only thing I'll say about a hotel is that once you put your kids to bed that is you in your room that is you in your yeah, room well, or you on the yeah. balcony right so that had to be a pretty a pretty beautiful setup and then you have to go into the room I mean unless you've got enough money to kind of get a suite which let's be honest we don't it's like that's a pretty it, when you're in a villa or you've rented somewhere at least you can put the kids yeah. upstairs and you can be downstairs and I actually think going on holiday with friends is a really great solution when you've got yeah I do it's brilliant Agree. you've got four more pair of eyes on your kids so you know for example when we were down in France just a few days ago um you know Dozer had a bit of time out on the sun loungers and I took over then I went and had a sleep and then he was out in the sea with the kids and then we had our other friends that were kind of keeping an eye on our children whilst we had little rest like there was a teamwork going on there teamwork makes a dream yeah really fun yeah yeah absolutely and also like if, if you sort of there's hotels and um resorts and stuff that have like childcare. so I know yeah. there's like a there's a villa set up in Greece I think it's with Simpson yeah. Travel yeah. we were looking at it to go this summer where there's like 11 villas or something but then they've also got childcare. so yeah. there's a crash so there's I mean there's so it just depends how you want your trip to be yeah. but definitely researching these kind of things yeah. um it, I mean, it does make the difference. I mean, we've done all sorts, you know, with Axel and we've had a good time, whatever, you yeah. know, wherever we've been. Um, but just definitely, it just takes a bit more planning, doesn't it? Oh, my God, big time. <laughs> um, how did the kids react to travelling with masks? Okay, Angela, hello to you. Firstly, the kids do, don't need to wear masks. So you don't need to worry about children under the age of 11. So we got to the airport. As soon as you enter the airport, you have to put your mask on. So Drozza and I had one. I actually had a leopard print one, but I was then told to take that off because you have to fly with a surgical mask. So oh, yeah, okay. make sure that you've got those. I was sort of mincing through the airport thinking that I was starting out, <laughs> out with mask. And then somebody came over to me and said, where's your where's your mask? You can't travel in that. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was across all of the flights, but definitely on Air France, which we flew. 
Um, so yeah, none of our children had to wear a mask. Kit wear a mask. Kit was slightly freaked out when he was like, "Oh, what's that, mummy?" And I was like, "That's my mask." Was he? That's interesting. He yeah, only wear one really. So I think he was kind of like, "What we you know? What are you doing, mummy?" But um, I'm yeah. glad that they they're not making two or three year olds wear masks because mine definitely wouldn't wouldn't have done. <laughs> and what what do you know what the age is? Like, Eleven. 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 Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's so. Obviously, Isla didn't have to wear one as Eleven. well. So, so it was absolutely oh. fine. So they were absolutely fine with that. And then, um, actually, it was the easiest kind of check in. We already checked in online. We went through the airport really, really quickly, um, and then through security and stuff was absolutely fine in terms of scanning things. Was normal. We got to take kids' milk through with us. We got to take the kids' water through. Um, I took some yogurts. You know, they were like, is this the kid's food? And I was like, yeah, we need to travel with it. So they were fine about all of that. Um, and and actually, it, we only got, I mean, I'll tell you about the horrendous experience that happened on the plane. But generally, it was actually quite easy. Um, I think yeah. at the airport, you just need to do what you can to keep the kids entertained. And for us, that was um, iPads full of downloaded films and peppers for both of them. Um, and obviously, like me and Isla were playing games and she was playing games with daughter and stuff. But I just think, and loads of snacks. I've got a load of tips. Is everything <laughs> open in the airport? No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's another Fine. thing. So if you are traveling, none of the restaurants were open. There was one we had. We we traveled from Heathrow. Leon was open, and then nothing else. W H Smith finds so you could get snacks and bits in there, and then obviously Leon, so you could get a coffee and a croissant, which was fine. But none of the restaurants you couldn't sit down and have any food. So definitely go prepared, take food with you, make sure you've got loads of snacks, water, and like juice and anything else, and milk if you need it for for the baby. And was that the same with the other shops? Like yeah. I don't know, you know, the clothes shops and all that. Everything was closed. Everything was closed. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really that was, interesting. That was slightly weird. And then obviously when we were sitting to get onto the flight, there was socially distanced seats. So it, it was like you could sit two and then you had to have a gap and you could sit two and then you have to have a gap. Um, I mean, one one man. What about your own party? So say like you, your family, were there gaps between your family? Well, we, you we, we actually all sat together, but but there were signs on the seats, you know, it was only supposed to be two and one and two, but we just sat as a five. Uh, yeah. 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 Nobody, nobody told us off. <laughs> <laughs> we did get told off. One, one man turned around to us and barked at us and went, control your children. And I was like, oh my God. It's like the kids aren't doing anything. I was like, if you really want to see, you know, a child boot off, wait till Kit has a tantrum. So that was the, that was the only, that was the only aggro that we experienced at the airport. Everybody else was really lovely, super helpful. Um, but you just had to be a bit more vigilant, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't like, I haven't even thought about all those things. When you said like the airport, most stuff wasn't opened. I hadn't even taken that sort of thing into consideration. I just like assumed it was all back to normal, but obviously not. Was the airport quieter? Absolutely empty. Right. Okay. Uh, So that, that, I guess that's a, that's a plus. Yeah, that was definitely a plus. And to be honest with you, if I ever felt like some one of the kids was going to boot off, and this is probably not the right thing to do, but you do what you can when you're traveling. I just gave Kit my phone, and that had yeah. loads of pepper on it, and I just kept him. Caught. I kept. I, I was very aware, and I think this is this is the saddest thing about you know what's happened to us. I guess was that people were kind of looking and staring and I felt like I needed to keep the kids quiet and kept them they weren't really allowed to run around and things like that which I felt very stressed about yeah because that's the other thing like normally we would say oh you know don't worry if your kid's doing laps of the plane up and down like it's fine but I guess 
now it's that's just not that's not okay um no it's not okay guess, and, and you can't yeah you, the only time you can get up on a plane is to go to go to the loo so the rest of the time yeah I kept, I kept him next to me and he just watched my phone the entire flight um we managed to get wi-fi on the flight which was amazing and then the girls had their ipads and you know that's how we kept that that's right yeah right. and that's what has to happen yeah Exactly. Um, Katie, how do you pack light when flying with a baby? Um, oh, Katie. Katie. Oh. <laughs> well, firstly, that's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I did discover? You can get so much delivered to your hotel or to your villa or whatever on Amazon. So if you're going away, you know, for a couple of weeks or whatever and you need baby milk and nappies and wipes and all that kind of stuff, you can actually get it all delivered so you don't, you know, Amazon Prime delivers to so many places or if not, then you find the local supermarket to yeah. wherever you're going yeah. and you can book a delivery slot. Um, and that, you know, nappies in itself, think how much room that takes up loads. So that can help. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with, with Georgia. I think um, a really nice way of looking at it is everything that you want to take, lay it out because this is what I used to do. I used to lay out, like if we were going away for a week, I'd be like, right, seven baby grows and seven vests and, you know, seven pairs of shorts and seven. And it's like, you absolutely don't need that. You know, you need... No. The baby can sleep in a baby grow for three nights in a row. That's absolutely fine. You might not do that at home, but when you're on holiday, that's fine. And then basically take a third of everything that you would normally take. So get yourself through the first two days with the nappies and then do what Georgia said and go to the nearest supermarket and get your nappies over there. And that can be a bit of an event as well in terms of the milk unless your baby's on like a specific milk like a neo k or you know prescription milk then you can get everything do some do a little bit of research online but you can basically get everything that you want in europe um and further afield as well like places like dubai and africa like they all have it yeah. um, and it's like, and mo- and like amazon again delivers so you might have to pay like seven quid delivery or something but much easier than packing it in your suitcase yeah yeah and also if you're staying in a villa you know you could do you don't have to do tons of washing but you can do a little bit of washing kind of you know in the sink just at night get some local you know washing pack like you don't have you don't have to take a new outfit for every single day and I think that's what we do we just overpack don't we constantly I do it and also, realistically, like, if we've stayed in a villa, Axe will be in his swimming nappy. Well, not now, but, you know, when he was younger, yeah. he'd be in his swim, swimming nappy yeah. all day. He wouldn't wear any clothes. Yeah. And it would only really be in the evening. I might put a T-shirt and some shorts on, and he wouldn't probably even be happy wearing that. So, um, yeah, I, I just think you don't need to take as much. And then and then you've got more room to pack for yourself. Well, exactly. So, yeah. so Katie, lie everything <laughs> out. Lie everything out and then take a third of it away. That's that's what we say. <laughs> Absolutely. What um, do you do about a fifteen-month-old nearly walker on a plane? There is no way that he'd stay in his seat. Kate, um, Kate, that is a really tricky one. And the only thing I can say to you is, will he sit or she sit down with any form of screen? <laughs> Because I think at that point you need snacks, you need a screen, you need anything that's going to distract them and keep them in their seat at the moment because you cannot walk up and down the plane. So if you can, if you can think of that, for, for, for us with Kit, it was, was Pepper. Pepper, Minions or Trolls. That just kept him sap. <laughs> he just didn't want to go anywhere. And if I saw him running off, I'd go, I've got Trolls and he'd come running back. Yeah, I was actually, when you said that about not being able to walk up and down the plane, I was thinking about that with Gigi and she's, what? 
12 months now and I think I would find that really hard at this age mm. because she isn't at the age where they sit down right. and watch something on TV okay. and she's not at the age where you sit and do colouring and she's not at the age where they just sit still. I think that is actually probably the most difficult age from you know 12 months if they're walking to you know, almost two. That's the bit, isn't it? It really seems, the, yeah, it is really difficult. Um, and I guess you just got to do what you've got to do. Haven't what you? would you do? Would you not travel with her at the moment then? I don't know. It's just when you said that, I hadn't even taken that into consideration. Like, because, you know, however many, you know, before we went into lockdown, you know what it was like. She'd come to a meeting, she'd sit on my lap wouldn't she? Mm. She wouldn't move. Mm. She'd just sit on my lap or sit in a high chair or whatever. And she'd be good as gold. Whereas now I struggle to even have her on my lap drinking milk. Yeah. You know, she wants to be up. She's trying, you know, she's learning to walk and, you know, get, get around. I think I'd find that really, really difficult. I think we'd have to take the flight into consideration. Yeah. Like you'd have to be yeah. really short. short. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, God, I hadn't, hadn't thought of that. Yeah, so I guess... Yeah, Kate, like, just think, you know, try it now. Like, is there anything that absolutely keeps their interest, like baby TV or, you know, anything like that? Um, and, yeah, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the magic. We don't have the magic. No, we don't. Mm. Um, Tash says, hi, ladies. How do you deal with food when overseas? It's hard enough to get my boy to eat things at home. Um, well, I'm the same as you, Tash, because even though Kit is a really good eater, he probably has about five meals that he likes, and that is sausages and mash, cottage pie, shepherd's pie, roast, and fish fingers and mash, and that is it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can imagine being in, like, being in France where it was like, oh, should we have sandwiches for lunch? And I was like, yeah, Kit hates sandwiches. Um, he hates, you know... It, that side of it was quite tricky for me, but what I did was just take it back to basics. As in, if he if he ate a croissant and some hummus for his lunch, I was like, okay, well, he's had chickpeas. I know that he likes those, and he loves croissants, so I'm fine. That's with that. fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you ha- you can you can carry, and I do this. God, a lot of anxiety around. They have to have their fruit and veg, five fruit and veg every single day, and you know we all want our kids to be amazing eaters and get all the right nutrients every single day. And yes, that is important. But I think when you're on holiday for a very short space of time, all yeah, that, exactly, all of that can go out of the window. And if they're eating and drinking enough yeah. water, whatever it is, it's fine. Exactly. In the grand scheme of things, like a couple of weeks here and there is not going to be damaging, is it? at all. It's fine. No, I mean, we, I've got hotel breakfast, for instance. Like, I think about Axel going to a hotel breakfast. He'd be eating, like, chocolate croissant, followed by chocolate muffin, followed by something from the chocolate fountain, (laughs) followed by, I mean, and then, you know, we'd be putting the chocolate whatever muffins and croissants in Tupperware to eat for his 11 o'clock snack he basically was half chocolate for most uh, of his holidays yeah um I think it's fine isn't it it's I mean, absolutely fine <laughs> yeah exactly. and, in, and if you're you know if you're worried as well I mean I don't we don't know what age Tash's um, little one is but in terms of purees and things like that you can obviously take them with you you know your Ellis pouches and all those kind of things you can just pop them in your suitcase or you can get them in the supermarket but also I found when I remember when we went to Mykonos Axel was 10 months so he was eating you know like a solids and stuff but I remember the hotel being like you know would you like us to puree any meals for you we can make it without salt we can you know do all that kind of stuff great most you know 
most places you go are so geared up for kids that yeah. you know you don't really worry nice and talking of snacks um beth says yes. what snacks do you take for the plane but i just take all of the packet snacks <laughs> like i don't know just anything like the kiddelicious cheesy straws which we love yes we love um, them too. <laughs> yeah, like ella's puffs the fruit thing you know those fruit rolly things um oh god i just take organics carrot bars yeah they're nice i mean all of that stuff is what I have in my bag because I just it doesn't matter if it doesn't get eaten like it's just it's just there yeah. so yeah that's what I usually do I think that was a bit of a saving grace for us this trip actually mm-hmm. um we take uh sun bites um yeah we'll take another packet of crisps like Isla likes you know just a normal kind of grown-up packet of crisps like a walkers or whatever and then I get the girls to take like a nature valley bar they take an apple each a banana each and some raisins and then kit has got all of like the kit snacks that he likes which is ma- mainly stist it biscuit which i disguise in like an organics like you said the organics carrot yeah bars, amazing. carrot bars yeah axel still likes those now like he loves them I just, and he's I, he thinks they're a treat yeah I, I mean i don't know if they're a treat but they yeah. don't seem like a treat yeah but i think i'm sure there's some goodness in there somewhere <laughs> There's definitely goodness in there. They, I mean, it's yeah. Um, I think a really good thing to do is cut up fruit. So cut up grapes and apples before you go on as well, so you know that they're eating something. Or maybe even like strawberries or raspberries. Take them in a little Tupperware, so they've got yeah. some fruit snacks with them. And um, you can take the Ella's, like we said, the Ella smoothie um, packs. They're really great to take on the plane. And then I yeah. fill them up on all the beige snacks. I try and keep them. It doesn't really matter if they're that healthy. It's a very short time. But I think if you lose the snack situation, you lose the kids. Oh gosh, you need snacks. Do you know what else I found recently, which I hadn't thought of as a quite a good snack? You know, the Philadelphia with like the breadsticks oh, in the other bit. That's such a good snack. Like Gigi loves those. And I think, oh, actually that's quite good because I'm obviously trying to get more like calcium in there at the moment. Yeah. Because she doesn't, she doesn't drink much milk or eat much cheese or anything like that. And that's a really good one. I love that. And, you know, Taking the, the um, cream cheese off the breadsticks takes ages. So that's that's a good time killer, that that's one. such a win. Well done, G. I love that. <laughs> so we'll be back right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now, where were we? Travel stroller for the older kiddie. 
the yo-yo zen is getting a bit small. Yes. Yeah, so we really love the Ickle Bubba um, and we've been using it for a couple of years now. Kit like sleeps really well in it. It goes, goes virtually flat. It folds up really compact, really lightweight. So that's a really good one. It goes up to the older kids as well. I think um, that lady was asking a question about the older kids. The only thing is, is that you need to get um, buggy clips. So you can get them from Amazon because you can't hook any of your bags onto it, which is slightly irritating. So that's the only thing, that's the only negative about it really. Um, and you love the baby Zen Yo-Yo, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I was going to say, I like the baby Zen Yo-Yo. Axel's almost four um, and I wouldn't say he was a small four um but he's still happily sitting it I don't know if he'd sleep in it um but yeah I think yeah they're the two that we sort of love aren't they and it does make such a difference having a good travel buggy yeah like it really really does when you get off the plane totally. um oh just so much easier than because it, it is that sometimes it's such a long walk from yeah. the plane yeah. to you know security it's a really long walk so even if they're three four they you know they hate it so absolutely it's such a good thing to invest in first trip away with our five month old any tips for keeping our routines going um yes, yeah, this is it's a bit different, isn't it? Because we're being quite willy nilly about routines, but our children are older. Yes. Um, you know, Gigi's twelve months and the youngest, but still, you know, you can be a bit, little bit more flexible at twelve months. Yeah, I, um, I, I think my my personal thing is is it, it depends on where you're going, and it depends on what the time difference is. But if you can try and keep. Um, baby's routine to within an hour before or an hour after does that make sense so yeah absolutely if, if baby normally goes down for a nap at 10 o'clock if you can try and get anywhere between sort of 9 and 11 and you try and sort of look at it in those sort of pockets and be maybe a little bit more flexible about where the baby sleeps like if baby normally goes down in 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 their nap it, sorry in their cot maybe you could try pushing them around in the buggy if you're on holiday yeah. somewhere or maybe traveling somewhere if you're going to see some friends or you're going to like a tourist destination you could do it in the car if you've got a hire car like just be slightly more flexible within that routine I don't think yeah where it is definitely and you're basically living by the clock which I don't think is a fun holiday I, I think I think we all you know it holidays a holiday for a reason so you know and the kids actually are quite adaptable um but yeah if you can kind of and also you know with the situation with at dinner if you're going out for dinner somewhere or you're having dinner at the hotel just put the baby in the in the pram and just try and do it that way and then at least you yeah, have a bit of definitely. a holiday within the holiday right otherwise it's just a vlog yeah I would say just you know use a snooze shave so like or you know another shave like that where they literally just it's like a blackout curtain for their buggy so wherever you are you can literally put them down as if they're going down for their nap yes put them under this snooze shade or you can do it in the car seat as well um and yeah I guess just yeah be a bit flexible either way I remember speaking to Alison Scott Wright when we were taking Axel like long haul we did that long trip like Dubai Bali all those different places and I was so worried about the time difference but actually she said as you know the sooner you get onto local time the better like yes. just get onto local time think about the number of hours they've napped in a 24-hour period rather than being set on the times yes. just so they don't get overtired and you don't have an like you know an aggy baby yeah um that's that's the you know that's the way to do it yeah agree um agree. so yeah <laughs> and also if baby has two naps a day as long as they're having their two naps a day like you said Georgia it doesn't really matter on the time it's kind of like no they're getting those naps and if they do you know skip a nap or things 
you know happen earlier or later then you can kind of adjust their bedtime to earlier or later I think you just as we said flexibility is key if you can absolutely <laughs> yeah um right what do you go what do you do when you go out to eat my um nine month old baby's bedtime is usually 7 p.m Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we had a shocker when we went to Kenya. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. because We, <laughs> we tried to take the kids out for dinner. We went with some friends. Um, I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Kit will just sleep in the buggy. It was really hot. Um, mosquitoes, you know, just like humidity. And we were in a very busy restaurant. And we were trying to do it all. You know, we were like trying to be the cool yeah. that went for dinner. And uh, me and Dozza spent a whole night for sort of two hours kind of trying to rock Kit to sleep standing him up shh, 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 and he was looking around and then he was crying and then I had to take him down onto the beach and then I tried to walk him around in the buggy and I just basically hated every second of it <laughs> so I was yeah. like abort 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 so I think um I think if your baby sleeps in or you know your toddler sleeps in the travel cot uh, sorry a travel buggy that is amazing if not have an early dinner have a glass of wine maybe put baby to bed and sit out on the balcony <laughs> yeah I mean I think you've got to do whatever is the easiest for yeah. you like when Axel was similar age she's saying her baby's nine months old so when he was 10 months old when we went to Mykonos and I think I think we might have went somewhere else in that time we did the same thing we sort of learned that I we would put Axel to bed at like seven o'clock but put him to bed in his buggy and then put the snooze shade over him and we'd put him like on the balcony or somewhere quiet get him to sleep and then we'd get ourselves ready like so we'd have like you know a nice shower and get ready ourselves he'd been asleep for a little while then we might walk walk with the buggy like to a restaurant and if he woke up we wasn't bothered because he'd already had like a bit of a sleep so he wasn't really really tired yeah. when he woke up yeah. in the restaurant um and we sort of found that worked quite well but then equally a couple of nights in those holidays we would do you know have room service put him down to sleep and sit on the balcony I think you just gotta find whatever whatever works for you and also don't worry if they're awake like if they're awake and happy in a restaurant it doesn't matter like literally doesn't matter if they're awake and crying their eyes out and you're having a pull the record record, off you go (laughs) yeah exactly different get get the hell out of there yeah Um, exactly so um jags to 30 tips for entertaining an 18 month old other than the ipad on a flight who won't sit still i mean that is a really, really 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 difficult thing to do with kit just recently Obviously, he's six months older, but we took um, his cars, um, his favorite dinosaur. We took, he's got this like massive pepper car that he loves, which we were like zooming up the seats. We took some blank paper, a coloring in book, some felt tip pens, um, and just like he's got this like tinky winky. Is it Tinky? Is that how you call it? Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky. La la. But to be honest with you, the absolute winning toy was the iPad, and it was the only thing that kind of kept him glued to it. And because it was only a two hour flight, I wasn't that bothered. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Um, There's, you know, there's so much stuff you can take, but at the end of the day, you just got to use what is going to keep them entertained. (laughs) And quite often that is screens. (laughs) And we also love keeping quiet. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Do you know what? They are brilliant, especially if you haven't got time to go around packing loads of new toys. Um, they're like a little drawstring bag that you can take with you and you put in how long you're going to, you know, how long you're going to be traveling for, how old your child is, what they're into. And they sort of pack accordingly. So they'll put like snacks in there, little toys, um, puzzles, all kinds of stuff. It's actually really, it's, it's quite exciting as well. Like yes. trying to open like a bag of new stuff. Yeah. Um, no, they are really, really good actually. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, um, Belle says, car seats and taxis aboard. How does it work? Um, for us, we just called yeah. Avis. We booked our car um, with um, the car company Avis. We rung them up before we went away. We told them how many kids we had. We told them which car seats we needed. And when we arrived, the car seats were there. And we just put them in the car and it was so hassle-free. And then we went on our way. So I think if you book with a company, and kind of a, an established car company, if you're hiring a car yeah. and if you're getting taxis, you can actually sit with your children in the back and you can either have them on your lap or have them next to you depending on their age. But you need to check which country you're going to before you do that yeah I was going to say also depending on where you go um for taxis like I know in Dubai there's like a certain taxi company like I remember we used one called Kareem taxis and yeah. actually when you're booking it on the app you can say that you're traveling with a child and the age and they'll have the car seat like ready in the car yeah, for you amazing. also I think a lot of Ubers in Europe is, it's the same they yeah. have a car seat in their boot um but yeah you know like it, it just depends how old your child is but also if you have a doona car seat you could use that as your travel buggy as well yes. so um yeah I mean I think that probably if you're hiring a car the best thing to do is to go with like a really reputable company and they'll yeah. you know their car seats will all be fine yeah. so yeah that's that's our advice and um, there's quite a few um questions about traveling on a train or a car or in a car um which I guess maybe quite a few people will be doing this summer um and how to keep, pe you know, how to keep little ones entertained in the car. Um, I know there's like lap trays and stuff that you can buy from Amazon. So I think they're usually about, I don't know, 15 to 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. If it's particularly if you're, you know, the back of your car is full and there can't be an adult sitting in the back and you can put all their stuff like on that tray like there's yeah. little side pockets and they can do anything they want on that tray so it's almost like being on a plane or a train yeah. um so they can draw and they can have their drinks bottle and all that kind of stuff I think with babies it's a bit more difficult you just need to plan your journey around their um feed times and their nap time so if they feed every three hours just know that you're going to stop every three hours and you know set off just straight after a feed yeah yeah, yeah so. that's really good that's a really good tip and then obviously I think uh, nursery rhymes <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> even though they're the bane of my life it's like Miss Polly had a dolly who was sick oh my gosh sick. I mean Zoe I'm Zoe Zoe Gigi that fucking song anymore Gigi hates the car at the moment oh, we were, I'm actually recording from my parents house at the moment and we drove over this evening I'm not joking for an hour you know what Gigi's like she doesn't really cry she cried for an oh, hour God. on the whole she yeah. hates it I don't know what to do about it I actually don't know what to do about well, I it think, Georgia, I think a lot of kids go through this a lot of babies go through it when they suddenly they either feel a bit motion sick or they become slightly more aware of their surroundings and that involves she doesn't want to face back right. she does not want to face backwards right. anymore and she's 12 months and I think the law says 15 yeah, months it does, yeah um so 
<laughs> I'm just not going on any car <laughs> journeys. <laughs> we're not going on a plane and we're not going on the car. No, I'm joking. We will, but <laughs> should we do one more question? Otherwise, you know, it's getting late. Yeah, yeah, let's do one more. What's best to take for sterilising bottles? Can you just boil water and use? You can, but you can also, if your baby's really young, like if, for instance, you're taking a baby away, you know, that's just a few months old, you can actually buy and um, plug in like sterilizers yes. and you could take that with you. Yes. I think I remember taking one. In fact, when we went away for the night um, last year, we took a plug in sterilizer yeah. with us. Um, you can get them anywhere, you know, like on Amazon or wherever, yeah. and you can just plug them into the wall, and that's you know, for peace if, of if mind. you need to be, yeah, yeah, for peace of mind, or if not, like Milton, they do like tablets you can put in the sink or wipes and sprays and loads of different stuff, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're a really good one. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, we were a bit silly when we went to Dubai and just. Um, I don't think we were doing it properly. Luna got quite sick. She was quite, you know, she was throwing up quite badly. I thought I was doing it correctly. I probably wasn't. I don't know whether she picked up a little bug when she was there anyway. But I was like, oh, it's the water, it's the water. So I think, you know, for peace of mind, you've got to do what you can to kind of make things sterile without going over the top. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of little products that you can take with you that, you know, don't, you know, that aren't difficult to get hold of yeah. or difficult to take with you, especially like those little Milton tablets. You can literally yeah, just pop them in the sink. So, yeah, they're really good. So, um, it's getting late, isn't it? So- yeah, yeah. We're going to finish. Quarter past nine on a Friday night. I've got work tomorrow. Um, but yeah. you are travelling this summer and you're getting on a plane. I think my top tips would be definitely get to the airport a little bit earlier. Be really, really organised before you go in terms of like your snacks, you know, if you need to put your toiletries in, you know, I travelling alone, I would just do it at the airport and just bung them in one of those little bags. Do it all at home before. Make sure you've got enough food for the kids, obviously enough water, all of that sort of stuff, because there isn't anything open at the airport. I don't know what's going to happen over the next month, but currently that is the situation. So you just need to be really, really prepped for everything. I would also suggest yeah. taking, you know, if however many kids you've got, um, an iPad or some we, we had an Amazon Fire for each of the kids which was amazing just fill it up with all of their favourite TV programmes if they watch TV for four hours they watch TV for four hours if it gets you through the flight because there are these really um, uh, kind of stringent rules in place at the moment and you want to kind of de-stress your situation so I think that's a really good tip um, and then when you get there flexible just absolutely and you know like if you're you're traveling in the UK or whatever again similarly like you need to speak to the hotel find out what facilities are open and and if you're traveling abroad the same thing just find out what is available that might not have been available before and you know just you know do a bit more research than maybe you ordinarily would make sure you've Um, got enough masks <laughs> yeah. Don't be <laughs> Buy a big box of masks. <laughs> um, um, and that's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Um, we'll have a we weekend, Georgia, and I'm gonna, we're going to catch up on Tuesday. We are. It's really, yeah, great episode coming on Tuesday. And as always, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe, and let any of your mates who are mums, dads, or want to be mums and dads know about our podcast, we would really appreciate it. And if you do want to send us a little message uh, on our Instagram at Made by Mummers, or you can send me a message directly at Zoe Hardman, we would love some feedback. Anything that you want us to discuss, anything that you, uh, anybody, should I say, that you feel we should be having the conversations with, let us know, and we'll see you on Tuesday. We will see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.